Hello, welcome to Remember When. I'm Carl Schulteis, president of the King of Prussia Historical Society, and I'll be your host for this television series. UMGA-TV and the Historical Society are continuing this series as an oral history project of community and life in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, we want the people who live the history of Upper Marion Township to tell us about that history. This edition features Dominic Pasquale and Jack Brennan. Dominic tells us about being a resident of King of Prussia and since the early 1940s and his career as a real estate developer. I had a chance to talk to him about his career in Upper Marion Township. Let's sit back and listen to Dominic and Jack remember when. Today we have uh, Jack Brennan and his old buddy uh, Dom Pasquale who are with us today. I want to thank you for coming back today, Jack. I appreciate it. And Dom, you. it's great to see you. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. So I uh, wanted to just talk a little bit about right from the beginning, Dom. <clears throat> Understand you were born in West Philadelphia. Can you tell me where that was? Where it was? In West Philadelphia. Uh, 51st and Kershaw. Kershaw. Okay. Right off of 52nd Street, five blocks from Market Street, traveling west. How long did you live there? Uh, I was four years old when we moved to Plymouth. To Plymouth, okay. And uh, who was in your family? Mom, dad, brothers, sisters? My family? Yes. Got a whole slew of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did, we what have did, uh, nine in the family. Uh -huh. What did your dad do? My dad was, uh, uh, for a while, he worked at the Philadelphia Bulbarian, mm -hmm. but his trade was, his real trade that he took up in school, I guess, was shoemaking. And shoemaking, uh, in Italy when he was born in uh, 1868 was making shoes from scratch mm -hmm. and he made my mother's first pair of button shoes. I see. Your, your mother was a homemaker? Yes, she, she lived, she was a mountaineer up in the mountains of Pennsylvania. I see. <laughs> called the Rock Among the Beyond, Rock on the Hill. And you had said you had, there were nine of you in the family? What's that? There were nine of you in the family? Nine. Brothers, sisters? What, uh, I had two sisters and seven brothers. Seven brothers? Living. A couple died on the way, but mm -hmm. uh, they were, died practically when they were born. born. So let's discount it. Okay. When, when you were living in Plymouth, what did your what did your father do at that time for a living? He worked for uh, E.J. Lavino's, who had a, one of the local brickyards, big operation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew about that. No. Uh, they made all kinds of brick. Uh, chrome brick. Refractory brick, uh, any kind of brick, really. Right. Uh, not payment brick. And then you went to school while you were living in Plymouth? Yes. Uh, I was, 
Philippines, we moved. Of course, I got set back, but when I came to Plymouth, I had to start at first grade because I probably couldn't count up to 10. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how many years did you go to school in Plymouth? Uh, the full length, eighth, eighth grade, then I went to Conshohocken High. Mm -hmm. And you uh, graduated from, did you graduate from Conshohocken High? Yes. And what did you do at that time, after you graduated? Well, during the time that I went to school, of course, we were very poor then. I'd done anything for a buck. Actually, I, me and my brother went out along the main line with uh, a load of uh, vegetables and whatnot, and hawked vegetables, and sold apples, whatever, to make a dollar back in. Got to remember, it was back in the tough, tough, tough times. What, what year are we talking about? 1927. Something like that, 1927, right? No, it was later than that yeah, when yeah. I... I was four years old in 1917. 1917, okay. So you figured that out. <laughs> okay, it was around the mid-1920s we're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, you were... Uh, and uh, what, uh, what did you do after you I caddied, by the way, to make money yeah. when I was that high. Did you? <laughs> the bag was dragging at Plymouth when it was Plymouth Country Club, right. if you know it. Do you uh, know it, Plymouth? I've been there once. It was nine holes right. then. Uh, okay. Then they added the nine later on. But I caddied at White Marsh, Plymouth Country Club, Cricket Club, you name it. Okay. And I used to run four miles to the Philadelphia Cricket Club. I mean the one that was in White Marsh. White Marsh, yeah. Down the railroad track. And I'd run home. And I gave mom everything but a quarter. And I was lucky if I got a quarter tip then. After you got out of high school, did you, did you get a job uh, in, uh, in the area? Or what did you do at that point? Uh, I went to the Calix Welding School in Philadelphia which back then, there wasn't a lot of welders. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the best things I ever did. And I got interested to the point where I experimented in welding. And I'd done aircraft welding. i got done white metal welding, hot electric welding, big. I worked on any aircraft gun mounts, if you know what they are, they're big. Mm -hmm. And uh, was that welding engineers, Don? During the war, yeah. Yeah. I didn't go to war, but uh, I got a near problem oh, from yeah, it. an important <laughs> job there, making gun mounts. <laughs> Absolutely. I used the guns. <laughs> um, did you do chipping? No, I never did any chipping. I did a lot of shooting, though. I'm not talking about that kind of gun. I'm talking about chipping gun. No. So. So when did you come to King of Prussia? Came to King of Prussia in 1940, 41. 40? Were you married at the time? Yep. When did you, when did you get married? 1940, I guess. All the same time, all about the same time? Mm -hmm. 
Well, tell me about and your wife. I brought, I brought him to King of Prussia. I see. Where'd you meet your wife? In Plymouth. In Plymouth? You yeah. grew up with her? She, or? Was, she was a neighbor, neighbor mm -hmm. uh, farmer, but uh, I, I run around with her brother. I see. Anthony Smolinski. They had the uh, Patco Airport at the time. Where was that located? On a ridge pike. Okay. Between Harmonville and Norristown. And where did you live when you were here in King of Prussia? On Wilson Road, DeKalb Pike, right in the middle, where King of Prussia is <laughs> middle now. Right in the middle of King of Prussia. I, I bought a house there. Is the house still there? Uh, no, it's an office building now. Let's see, who's, what office is there? Uh, the real estate and the bank, right across from the bank. McAllister's, isn't it? McAllister, yeah. Is that, the, is that where the, your house was? Yeah, that's an, an office now. Yeah, an office of the bank, and it was an abortion I bought, clinic. <laughs> I bought a house in four lots. Right. There was a tennis court there and three, two extra lots and the house. How big was King of Prussia at that time? It wasn't big at all. A Crockett has just started to build those red brick houses that are still standing, standing there. there. Yeah. And that was about it. It was just a, an intersection. It was a King of Prussia Inn and Peacock Gardens. Well, Tom Hopson wasn't there yet, but he, he got it uh, shortly after I got the King of Prussia. Right. The first development was uh, Brandywine Village, Village, then Valley Forge Homes. Mm -hmm. I worked on some of the Brandywine Village. I'm not very proud of it, but I worked on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I went to work for a main line builder. Who was I that? Can't think of his name right now. Do you know? It? He would. He built the big mansions through the main line. Oh, okay. I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, I worked on a lot of big houses. And I worked for Doctor uh, on Doctor. Told you I got a lapse of memory. May? It's been going back yeah. quite a few Do years. Is that Dr. May? No, no, no. This was way before Dr. May. Anyway, uh, I worked in one room for about a month and a half, just in one room, because he wanted a special room. And I worked with an old carpenter and learned a lot of tricks in a hurry. And I paneled, gee, I can't remember. I wish I could remember, because he's a famous doctor from the General Hospital. Mm -hmm. But uh, was this down on the main line? What's that? Was this on the main line? Main that you line, yeah. Was it Dr. Georgi? What's that? Dr. Georgi? No. 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 Oh, he's a big name yeah. in Philadelphia. Uh, anyway, I done specialty work, carpentry. This man that 
this doctor, it'll come to me all of a sudden. Yeah. This doctor wanted, he worked in the General Hospital, the Jefferson Hospital, right. before the Lacanor was even started. Right. And he wanted the shutters from the General Hospital, and they were falling apart. General Hospital wasn't as big as it was a few years later. Right. Anyhow, they had these narrow shutters like that, and this doctor wanted me to panel his uh, den or his special right. room right. with these shutters. And I ruined all my tools in no time because it was full of nails. Came off of the general, the old general hospital, red brick building. Right. Came off of the there, and he wanted his damn house. <laughs> The one big room finished in shutters, and I had to do it. How did it look after you got finished? Great. Of course, there was an old fellow teaching me what to do. Right. Back then, you had to have somebody teach you how to do that kind of work. Right. It wasn't just throwing a roof up like the houses they do today. Mm -hmm. I got into that later on, but then I didn't like it, like building brandy wine. Right. The uh, Valley Forge homes, you know, they went up like mushrooms. Yeah, well, that that was primarily right after the war. Yeah, big, big demand for that's why for that's why they were being built fed so fast. But uh, I made a lot of money on them because I worked on roofs a lot, and I put up a roof a day. Okay, me and two other guys. <laughs> On a smaller house now, right. not on them big mansions. Right. Then I got away from that and got working in the big, big stuff, which right. I enjoyed. And this carpenter that was teaching me, his name was Grimes. He taught me the stairwell, how to build stairs, how to cut the stairs, how to put the newel posts in and whatnot. Right. So that's how I got to be. A a carpenter, and that's when I said, what the hell am I doing working for somebody else? So I started to do my own. There are a lot of real simple things that uh, people can do to protect themselves and their families. Making sure you have a communications plan with your family is important. Store water and non-perishable foods for at least three days. Have a flashlight. You know, extra batteries. Also having, you know, prescription drugs available. We're talking the simple necessities of life. We're asking America to be ready, and we will be ready. Learn to protect yourself and your family at ready.gov or call for a free brochure. Upper Marion Township Park and Recreation. Let's make this park ours. Yeah. Our parks are here for everyone to enjoy, and the better we treat them, the longer we'll have them. We all need to do what we can in order to keep our parks in great condition. And remember, we're counting on you.
So, son, what you do in school today? Well, first I went to spelling, and then that was over. And then study hall, and then that was over, and then it was lunchtime, so I went to lunch. And then I ate it, and then lunchtime. The less over. art then kids get, recess, and then the more it shows. And school's over, and now I'm here. Are yours getting enough? Sounds like yesterday. Art. Ask for more. His name was Grimes. He taught me the stairwell, how to build stairs, how to cut the stairs, how to put the newel posts in and whatnot. Right. So that's how I got to be a, a carpenter. And that's when I said, what the hell am I doing working for somebody else? So I started to do my own. <laughs> when, when was that? Well, I built, uh, I built the uh, first shopping center in King of Prussia. While I was working, my wife was taking care of the f first, one of the first stores in King of Prussia. We handled all groceries, butchered uh, meats. I didn't do the butchering. Uh, I was working. My wife was taking care of that. Where, where was this store? Where it was? Right where I built the uh, row of stores later on. Uh, right on Decal Pike, right off of Route. Gulf Mills, right. Gulf Road. Gulf Road, yeah. The, how long did you have that store? 52. 48 to 52. I closed it because I built, I built the, the little shopping center right, right. and the Valley Forge Tavern at the same time. You built both of those at the same time? I was building at the same time, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us about that shopping center. How, what, who was in that sh uh, shopping center originally? Do you remember? I had Bill Wills. And he, he was, was our tax man. Right. Uh, was he in real estate also? What's that? Was he yes. In, was yes. he in real estate also? Yeah. And he was a tax collector. Okay. In fact, he, he was one reason I got into real estate, but the main reason was after I built the tavern, one of my customers talked me into real estate. I see. <laughs> and that was the dean of real estate on the main line, Raymond H. Calvert. You probably heard of him. No, I'm not familiar with Raymond Calvert. Yeah. Well, he's gone. I yeah. mean, he, he was the dean. They called him the dean of the main line, real estate. Real estate. He talked me out of the tavern. He says, you shouldn't be in here. I said, I'm an introvert. You wouldn't think it now, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he talked me out of the tavern. He says, you ought to be out on selling real estate. The reason I knew about, a lot about real estate was because I did a lot of hunting, not only in Montgomery County, but in surrounding counties, too. And I knew the area like the back of my hand. Now I don't know it. I get lost when I get at that intersection now. <laughs> I hate that yeah. intersection. There's been a few changes since that time. <laughs> well, um, he wanted to know who was in those stores, your first shopping center, Don. 
Bill Wills, you right. probably heard yeah, of him. He right. was tax well known, tax man, and yep. in real estate, a drugstore. Maury Weisbaum. Right. Weisbaum. Uh, Eddie Knasik, barber Eddie shop. Eddie Knasik, a barber shop, and uh, Bob Lee hardware. Barber. Okay. Robert E. Lee. Bob yeah. E. Lee. Okay. All right. And uh, and you built that about what year again was that? Did you say you built the, the shopping center? What was that? What year was that that you built the shopping center? 1952. Both buildings went up at the same time. Okay. And, <clears throat> and my wife was still running the little store, but okay. we were slowly getting rid of our canned goods. Right. <laughs> getting rid of your inventory. Huh? Yeah. Nan Waters, who had the King of Prussia in, of course it was condemned. Mm -hmm. She sold me her backyard. Okay. And that's where I put the tavern. In the back in the backyard. And at the same time I built the stores. Well the the tavern now is uh, a store now. I think they sell uh, uh, skis, mask, or something. Right? It's uh, skateboards and it's things like that. It's a specialized like, yeah, store, store now. Yeah, sports con. Right. But that was that served as a uh, tavern for many years. Yes, it was. Yeah. And uh, who took it over after you? Uh, I, I leased it. Yeah. I, I don't. I didn't like to sell on anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once I bought something, I didn't like selling it. I gave it away. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. You leased it Lee Gruber. Who did I give it away to? <laughs> Lee Gruber to have Valley yeah. Forge Music Fair. Right. You leased it to him. Uh, then from there, I was too busy to think of. of Of other things, mm -hmm. I kept busy. I, I I couldn't stop working. Okay. I was a workaholic. Workaholic. I understand you found some time for hunting. Uh, a lot of. That's the only time <laughs> I took off. <laughs> I caught hell for it, but I took off. Yeah, he and I did a lot yeah. of hunting together. Yeah. So you and Jack were buddies hunting, right? Yep. Me, him, and another. Billy Walker, Joe Spolinski, or brother-in-law. Yeah, but there was a couple other cops that used to go once in a while. Don, Don Cannon was one of them for a while. He went with us. The guy down on Gulf Road, what was it? Joe Major. Major. Al Umay. Huh? Al Umay, Sergeant Umay. Umay, yeah. yeah. We were out hunting one day. We ran into a bunch of pheasants. I mean a bunch of them. And we shot for quite a while. I, even went, I yeah. even went hunting with... Uh, Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, he and I. And uh, the state police. Uh, Angelo Carcacci. 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 I couldn't think of his name to save my neck. <laughs> well, how did you meet Frank Rizzo? I'm the one that brought him up. Well, there. my brother was supposed, by well, one of my older brothers was acquainted with the Rizzos for years. Unbeknownst to me, one of them become mayor of, <laughs> of Philadelphia. Yeah. But when my brother was growing up, one of my brothers, yeah. of course you got to remember, my brothers was 
a lot older than me, right? And uh, I used to go to Philadelphia once in a while with him, and that's where I met the Rizzo family before he was anything. Right. He was young, and my one of my brothers was going to be a Philadelphia cop, but then he got into uh, running the old Seven Stars in on a Ridge Pike. I don't know whether you know that or the not, old, but the one that's Ridge the real old Seven Star called the, the Seven the Star. Stars. Not the one up around Phoenixville, no. on a Ridge Pike, Pike, Plymouth, at the bottom of the hill, just where the expressway yeah, okay. goes across. I have an idea what you're talking about, yes. My dad, from the old farm in Plymouth, Bought the the uh, inn. I see. And Don had the best hunting dog around. Well, Trigger. He talk talk tell him about Trigger. Oh. <laughs> well, you. I think you mentioned it in yours. <laughs> no, you told him about it. Well, it really happened. He had this dog uh, Pointer. It was the best bird dog I was ever out with, and. Uh, so at that time I was a patrol sergeant up at Murray. I used to Park. hunt out in Plymouth. I had always had a hunting dog. So, Officer Deshelsky got the report that there was a dog hit by the Peacock Gardens. So I happened to hear the communication. So I made my way up there, and he just took his revolver out to shoot the dog. I said, "Don't you shoot that dog at Dom Pascal's best yeah, well, hunting dog." Well, he got hit by a car. Deshelsky, yeah, he got hit with a car. I said, "Don't you dare shoot it." I said, "Wait a minute." I already got Don, he took a right to the vet, and we hunted with Trigger for years after that. Yeah. Yeah. He said if he'd have shot that out of the shop, the shots What areas did you hunt in Upper Marion? Where the shopping center is. Where the mall. Where the mall is? Yeah. Yeah. That was Anderson's farm. Uh it was uh Anderson's farm. Anderson's farm, uh, Wilson's farm. Wilson's Wilson, Straw Hacker's Farm. Mr. Wilson become very friendly with me. I could go in there and do anything I wanted. Uh, the Irwin Farm. Yeah, San Baptiste. Yep. Not Valley Forge Park, though. No, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> that would make history. <laughs> so... Uh, were, did you do mostly pheasant hunting, or were, did you look for pheasant and deer? rabbits? Deer? Rabbit. Yeah, well, we went, we had a camp up. Uh, by then, I had joined a group with my my brother-in-law, well, brother-in-laws, a couple mm -hmm. of them, and we bought a place up in the mountains, mm -hmm. up in... Lycoming uh, County. Lycoming, Cedar Run. If, I don't know if you know it. Or not. Slate Run. Beautiful area. Beautiful area. In fact, I wanted to move up there, but I couldn't move the wife. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't go, eh? Jurger. Jurger. No, I don't recall Jurger. Jurger Real Estate in Norristown. No. He was one of the old realtors in Norristown. He was like a father to me. He used to find me extra jobs for Sunday, Saturday work in Norristown. I used to build porches mm -hmm. and any anything, 
and he used to find jobs because I worked Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, anything to make a buck. Because I couldn't, I couldn't stay the still. Club. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got where I got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I got paid back. <laughs> <laughs> But I lived to be 90. George Beck, he was, a, he was quite a guy. He was a character, too. Bill Wells? He was, huh? Bill Wells? Bill Wells was well-behaved. Yes. <laughs> Billy Walker liked to. Well. <laughs> I, I hated people that overdrank. Uh -huh. But I had a tavern, and I had to sell liquor. But I got out of it as soon as I could. I didn't like the idea because, well, it's a long story. I won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> he was always a designated driver. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, there's nothing like a converted drinker. Okay. I wasn't converted, but uh, I didn't drink any <laughs> since I was a kid, except the wine my father made. Uh -huh. He made rhubarb wine. Rhubarb wine? Did you ever drink it? Yes. It's good for you. Yeah. It's good for your health, too. Right. I can listen. I can cook. Good. I can coach. Kids with something to do are less likely to do drugs. I can drive. I can paint. I can dance. A little of your time can make a lifetime of difference. I can read. I can help. You can help. Call toll-free 1-877-KIDS-313 to find out about community drug prevention programs. I can keep a kid off drugs. You guys want to go for a ride? Okay. You guys want to go? It's Aren't you going to put your seatbelt on? Seatbelt? I don't need a seatbelt. Good afternoon, sir. My name is Sergeant Martin. I'm with Upper Marion Police, and today we're conducting a safety belt checkpoint. Did you realize that the occupants of all vehicles in Pennsylvania must be seat belted? I didn't realize that at all. Well, apparently not, sir, because you're not belted, but luckily your children are, and today must be your lucky day. Yeah. Yeah, I told you so. Wearing seat belts saves lives. Yeah, if you get a ticket for speeding, you could also get one for not having your seat belt on. Remember, in Pennsylvania, click it or ticket. Lewis and Clark, great explorers. Hey, Hi, I'm Thomas Jefferson. Would you check out the West for me? Oh, sure. And they take their killboat up the Missouri. Oh, Buffalo. Then they built Fort Mandan. They're in 1804. Made some friends along the way. I'm Sucker DeWeer. Through the Columbia Gorge. There are tons of ways to help with your kids' learning. Find the really good ones on connectforkids.org. There's nothing like a converted drinker. Okay. I wasn't converted, but uh, I didn't drink any <laughs> since I was a kid, except the wine my father made. Uh -huh. 
He made rhubarb wine. Rhubarb wine? Did you ever drink it? Yes. It's good for you. Yeah. It's good for your health, too. Right. And I started to make it. And uh, I think he has some, some of it up in his cellar yet. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I didn't like drunks. Mm -hmm. And that's why I got out of the liquor business. I had to get George Beck out of there one night. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, you can't do that to me. I says, yes, I can. I closed 12 o'clock, that's what the law says, out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I told him, even if at that time, who was President? Eisenhower, I think. Yeah. I says, even if Ike Eisenhower walked in here and asked for a drink, he wouldn't get it. It's 2 o'clock. Yeah. He used to sit there, of course, he was a politician. Right. He used to sit there with a group. I know. I don't know if you were with them. No, not too many times. <laughs> I couldn't afford to be with those fellows. <laughs> Ed Mack was a great guy. He was, he was an ace. I liked him very much. And I, I wanted to buy his store, but he wanted too damn much for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had the. Didn't he have a gas station or something? He had. He had a gas station, and he had ice cream parlor, like an ice cream parlor mm -hmm. combined. He was the only store out there. And my wife was afraid to walk from Wilson Road up to get ice cream or to get anything from that store because it was so lonely. There was nobody living there except those houses that Crockett built. Well, I think it was in all the newspapers. He just sat there and well, I, I was with him okay. when he sat there with the shotgun. My picture was with him oh, in the Dorstown Times Earl. Well, well, tell us a little bit about what, uh, what led well, up what to what it was it. is that the fact that the highway wanted to come through there. This was 202 you're talking about? Yeah, 202 and take his property. And he got there and they had the bulldozer and everything ready. So he got his shotgun out. He didn't have nothing in it. He used to hunt with us. And he just sat there and I happened to come by with the... That's where we held our apparatus for our first apparatus, the King of Prussia Fire Company, his garage, the back of the restaurant. And I happened to come over and say, hey, Jack, come here a minute. And I went over there and he said, come on, sit here with me so we can get our pictures taken. He said, they wanted to come to bulldozers through the property. I said, they won't do that. He said, I know they won't. Howard Johnson Motel was being built when I opened up the tavern. Tavern? It was the Norristown people that it. What the heck was their name? You remember that, Jack? Uh, I'm trying to recall. They give me a rough time, but I didn't pay much attention to them. And Wilson owned it, and I wanted to buy that piece of corner, mm -hmm. but uh, they got to it. Oh, Tuffler. Yeah, Tuffler. Tuffler. Yeah. real estate. They I knew that would come back. Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes back. They had a big home up on Valley Forge Road. Well, Montgomery Montgomery Hospital was in a couple of brick houses at the beginning. Yeah. I think those brick houses are still standing. Yes. Powell Street I Norristown. thought. Powell Street Norristown. Yeah. yeah. And my uh, my nieces we have what? Two nurses, two nurses. And Danny, Danny's wife is a nurse too, and I don't know how many doctors in the family. 
When we have a, uh, our family reunion, we have around, uh, what, 200 and some? It's a nice turnout. <laughs> yeah. And we have it at Dr. Uh, Urban's in, in Conshohocken. I see. He bought uh, Judge Taxis's house. And that's where we hold. At first, we were holding them at my place. Then we went to my uh, another brother, then now it's at a nephew. Mm -hmm. And he he's a doctor, Dr. Urban. I was the first man, I don't know whether you, I said this before. Did you know Jaeger? Jaeger? You had mentioned his name, but I From didn't. From Norristown? But I didn't know him. He was Mr. Lyons. Norristown, yeah. you know, he he was driving the, for to start the Lions in King of Prussia, and he come to me first, mm -hmm. but I was so damn busy I was working uh, for the cement company at that time, and I didn't have time to join the Lions right away, but I helped to get the Lions established. Because he wanted it. That's how the line started. Jäger. Right. Bill Ross likes to take the credit for it, but I told Bill a couple times. He claims he was lying before me. I said I was a lion, but I I was I wasn't an eating lion. <laughs> Who were some of the early members of the Lions? Oh, we had we had beautiful shows at the high school, mm -hmm. and that's how we made a lot of money. We had minstrels. And, and regular shows, and uh, we had Anthony Differ, George Beck for a George while. George Beck, but, uh, Bill O'Hara. He, he was on and off. Bill O'Hara. Frank Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Uh, All the businessmen of the yeah. township belonged to it. Then I belonged to the main line board, real estate board. Right with Raymond H. Calvert. Calvert handled all of uh, Atwater Kent's properties in Florida and the main line. Right. You've heard of Atwater Kent. Yes, he, uh, he had a property right there on the Marion um, uh, golf course, west yeah. course. Mm -hmm. he, had a big he, owned, he owned miles of oceanfront Atwater Kent. Right in Florida. I went to Florida during the deep, deep depression because there was no jobs. Like I told you, I was selling produce or right. caddying or whatever. And I went to work for, uh, I don't know whether you want to know this or not. Yeah, sure. Yes. For uh, a very rich man that was head doctor at the Coatesville uh, Army Hospital. He was a brain surgeon. And I went to Florida in 1933. See. You know what year that was. Yep. Deep, deep depression. Pressure, right. For 85 bucks a month. But my keep. But this man name was 
DJ McCarthy from East Falls. And he was loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother worked for him. That's how I got in. I was supposed to get down and get into the water business, which is a big business, but I didn't. I worked for him and and I used to send my money home. That's how bad it, it was. was. Yeah. I made $85 a month, my keep, my clothes. That was big money back then. Joe Shoemaker become very friendly with me. And who was Joe Shoemaker? He was chairman of the board. And he was a town chairman of manager. everything. Okay. Town yeah. That's manager. where he had to go and to get my pay when I was on the police department. Yeah. <laughs> Twice a month, and you thought and it was coming out of his lived, pocket. <laughs> his brother lived on the other side of the river. <clears throat> Joe Shoemaker right. lived on this side. He had a farm too for a while, yeah. and his brother was quite a farmer. It became the Patco Airport, and that's how I got more or less in with the Shoemaker. Yeah. Then I wind up buying his house. Okay. Well, that was a farm down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It still is. I put an addition to it, but it's. I built it to look like it was there forever. That's one thing I used to do, because I learned this from my father, because we had the old seven-star inn, and I had to paint it and repair it with my father. I used to paint that place every three years and repair it, because it was in bad shape. I mean. See the tavern, that used to be a steep hill at Seven Stars, and then you go up. Right. And you had to cross a creek in the early days through the creek, Ridge Pike, mm -hmm. out of Philadelphia. That was the main pike even back then. So that's how I learned the jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> When did you start to work on the Shoemaker Road uh, development? 1962. Yeah. I bought it. That was left empty for quite a while. And I forget the lady's name that had bought it from Joe, direct from Joe. Wasn't that the White Pigment Company back in there at one time? No. No? No, it's no. Out, it's over the big Pigment Company, I bought some of their property yeah. because I got to know Mr. Montgomery. Right. In fact, I went up to Vermont Marble and visited him up there. Right. And what an office he had. He was made out of all marble, big marble pieces. I learned how to work on old buildings because the old Seven Stars was built before they had a county seat in Montgomery County. And it wasn't even registered, so you know how old that was. Great. So I learned how to work on that building to revive it with my father. Okay. We had to repoint the chimneys. We had to do this. We had to do that. There's a on that property. There's a barn there also. There's a barn on that property. I live in it. That's oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I live in the second floor. top floor. Top floor. What is the third floor? Okay, and there and uh, there's also some stores in that in that part yeah. of the structure also. I, I built that whole section that's 
the barn was this way, right? And this section here, that's all new. New. But the barn also is about two hundred and some years old. And then there, there's some older housing down um, towards Gulf Road, right on that we same. We just part. remodeled. Right. It was not remodeled, reconstructed, yeah. really. That was See, Doc Yeager's residence. Oh, that was Doc Yeager's residence. Doc Yeager's residence, yes. Yeah. Her and her sister, Miss Scott. Well, we won't go any further than that. It was Doc Yeager's. Right. <laughs> and down on Shoemaker Road, there used to be a real good spring there. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Good spring water. Real good. The then spring they... is gone. The stream is gone. We don't even have water coming off the pike anymore. I know. They converted it. Yeah. Beautiful spring down. Yeah. Following the tragic events of September 11th, there have been hundreds of violent attacks against innocent Americans. Remember what that flag you're waving stands for. Remember, please stop the hate. We're stronger when we are united. Remember. Remember what that flag you're waving stands for. One nation under God. Indivisible. With liberty. And justice. For all. In America, there's either room for everyone or it's not America. Don't pick the wrong fight. Let's keep America land of the free. Stop the hate. There is really only one boy. One girl. One tree. One forest. One deep dancing ocean. One mountain calling. One handful of sand through our fingers. One endless sky overhead. And one simple way to care for it all. Please visit earthshare.org and learn how the world's leading environmental groups are working together under one name, Earthshare. One environment, one simple way to care for it. The spring is gone, the stream is gone. We don't even have water coming off the pike anymore. I know. They converted it. Yeah, beautiful spring down yeah. there. Well, there's a... Uh, spring water. There's a spring, isn't there a spring house right there in front of Maroons? Yeah. 
Well, this was down the corner on the left-hand side yeah. before Jaegers. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all dry land. I there. know, I know. Uh, it came, they, and the state condemned it. Huh? The state condemned it, remember? The spring. Never The health that. department, wasn't it? No, I they never the condemned department. it. I don't know. No. Just like they had the spring one down by the Hanging Rock. I, uh, uh, I drank water out of there since since I was 15, 16 years old. Right next to that area is the Kingswood Apartments. When were they put in? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> that was our hunting ground, huh? 19, about 19, between 62 and 64, the right. first batch, right. close to Jamaica Road. Right. And they uh, practically ruined my place because they moved half of that hill, and so much dust flew around that the house got loaded with it. Finally, I had to get the, the contractor down to check the house, and I had, he had to clean it out, because mm -hmm. it was a mess. But you've got to remember, there's a lot of units up there. That's right. I wanted to buy that. For $55,000, I could have had it. I didn't have it back then. Well, probably a lot of money at that time. I wanted it, but I couldn't dig it up. Dig it up. Boy, I wished I had, because that used to be our happy hunting ground. I know it did. Yeah. I'd just go in the backyard and go up the hill, and I'd have a pheasant just like that. <laughs> I worked for Adolph for a while, my welding. Uh -huh. he, was, uh, he had a welding shop on a ridge pike. Didn't, didn't he make truck bodies? Or yes, I used yes. to. I used to crawl into a tanker, and repair the damn thing from the inside. inside. It could have blown up. <laughs> but we tried to pull the air out while I was working in there. He had floors, body, truck bodies. Don't know. Ollie Hendren. Ollie Hendren. What do you got to say about Holly Hendren? He was, he was a nice guy. He, he leased he, my aunt's farm. He was one of the nicest guys. Yeah, he leased uh, my aunt's farm, the Anderson farm. He sublet it. Then he started a contracting business, and his son followed up with it. Hendren, yeah, Ollie Hendren. He and Luther Evelyn were in the bus business, the school bus business, remember? Luther Evelyn and Ollie Hendren. They had the school bus garage on, on uh, South Henderson uh, Road. And at the time, well, when I really got started in the liquor business with the tavern, Peacock Gardens was run by Hobson. He come over to my place one time. He says, how the hell do you do it? He says, I've been here so long. He says, and you're loaded just like that. I says, the only thing I can tell you, I got a good cook. That's what it did it. Yeah. Talk about luck. I met this guy that was chief chef at the Bellevue Stratford. You've heard of that. Sure. And he got too old for that job down there, but he was still a number one chef. He came in and he set me up with the food and even part of the liquor, right? because I didn't know much about 
food. But me and the wife went into that business sort of blind. So he was half weak, wasn't he? <laughs> and once in a while he hit the sauce, right. and I didn't like that. But he was a good man. I gave him a, he had a place on the main line somewhere, but sometimes I used to say, well, you get downstairs and rest, because he was pretty old. But he knew what utensils I needed. He knew this, he knew that, he knew everything. And he was good enough to, but at the same time, I shouldn't say this, the same time, one day, his great-granddaughter or somebody happened to be with him. And she says, Grandpa, that's, that's just like the stuff that uh, we had at home. You know? Here he was taking stuff home, but I, I didn't know about it. I finally gave him hell. I says, but next time you take something, tell me. You know, you, right. you can have it. You know who one of his customers but Barbara Walters. Oh, yes. I, I had to give him a lot of credit because yeah. if it wasn't for him, I'd have probably had a hot dog stand. <laughs> but just like that, I had the food business you wouldn't believe. I had half Narstown lawyers and doctors coming over. You know, Anthony oh, and all, very all good. those guys. Yeah. And I recall going in there one day to see George Beck. And Pat Valerio had that beautiful place. Valley Ford, the Bull Tavern. The Tavern? Yeah, Bull he, Tavern. He my brother had the bungalow in. He, he'd come down and say, how the hell do you do it? I says, the only thing I know is we put out good food. And we did. Yeah. I was telling one of your customers was Barbara Walters. Oh, yeah. Remember? I had a lot of those pain on the necks <laughs> from the music fair. Right. Yeah. I went in there one day, and she was sitting there with Bill Anderson and Bum Beck. So they started to come down, and the next thing you know, Lee Goober, who married Barbara Waters, right. wanted to buy the place. But I leased it to him. And he put Johnny Kamuka in there as a manager. Right. And there's a long story after that. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> Johnny got... You don't believe in God. He couldn't, he couldn't stand them nice-looking waitresses. Oh. He got in trouble, and we had to get rid of him. <laughs> That's one thing I learned, hands off. <laughs> I had... Tom Hobson come over and says, What are you doing? You get all the... My waitresses, you know, the good-looking good ones yeah. came over to my place. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't pay them anymore, but they made more tip. No, I, no, not, not that. <laughs> I wouldn't touch any of them. You, when did you first meet Jack? Somehow we learned we carried guns and <laughs> got hunting. together. Oh, I, I don't hunting. really remember how, how it happened. Oh, through O'Hara's. Oh, yeah. Through O'Hara's, yeah, and, and through your brother-in-law, Joe Spolinski. No, you met, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, uh, you, you invited me up to your camp up I in was, uh, Lycoming County. That's right. 
we had a camp up at the deer camp, Lake Coming, ain't it? Yeah. And uh, we invited him up, but trouble with him, he got lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> O'Hara and I. <laughs> I found my way out, but O'Hara's in for three or four hours. O'Hara. He got down and said, all the prayers, God, if you get me off this mountain, I'll promise I'll give you so much in the collection every Sunday and all that malarkey, you know. And he, we, we went up for a hunting party looking for him. In the meantime, we were getting a party to go out and look for him. We covered the whole area he looking for him. He could walk up the driveway. He was perspiring. I mean, it was oh, cold yeah. and snow and everything. He was perspiring. Some old farmer found him on the back road and drove him to the camp. And he got back, and as soon as he got back to camp, he said, you'll never get me again. Here you are. <laughs> no, he walked, <laughs> he, he walked in mad, you know, and he kept going like this. I says, what's the matter with you? He says, you guys, he thought we lost him on purpose. <laughs> and I says, no way. I said, we would never do that because, you know, you get up and then Pennsylvania's got a lot of woods right. up there yet. You get lost up there, you're really yeah. lost. Right. But anyway, he was a mess. <laughs> He's gone for about four or five hours. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he's supposed to... Uh, he fired never, three shots yeah. if you're in distress. Yeah, yeah. He never he come fired back. every round. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He escaped one round for a bear. He yeah. said that was it. <laughs> you could see the steam coming off. That's right. But Bill O'Hara had the. Well, that was the end of O'Hara. He never did. No, he won't go up no more. He's afraid. <laughs> but uh, ended his hunting career. Huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Well, it was great of you to come by today, Don. Really appreciate the fact that you had spent some time with us. That's it for this edition of Remember When. I'm Carl Schulteis, president of the King of Prussia Historical Society, and your host for this series over Marion Township's oral history. If you would like to make a suggestion or comment on this program, please use the following contact information. Thanks for watching. Until next time and always, remember when. <laughs>